Welcome to Total Retail Talks, your podcast channel for retail knowledge. Hello, welcome to this episode of Total Retail Talks. I'm Joe Keenan, the Editor-in-Chief of Total Retail. I am joined uh, on this episode by Kevin Duffy, who is the CEO of iFit. Kevin and I are here at the ICR conference in Orlando, and uh, I appreciate Kevin taking the time out of his schedule to talk with us. We're going to go over a little bit about the iFit business, as well as uh, kind of what the brand is uh, looking at as we enter a new year here. So thanks for joining me, Kevin. Yeah, thanks for having me, Joe. So just to get started, I would love if you could provide an overview of the iFit business uh, for those in our audience who might not yet be familiar with the company. Yeah, iFit is a, it's a leading intelligent fitness platform, uh, and it consists of a pretty amazing subscription business, which is basically 17,000 fitness workouts that are highly differentiated in the sense that we're, they were filmed across the globe. So you can go on all seven continents. Uh, and do a, a workout with an amazing trainer. So an example, you know, you could you could climb Mount Kilimanjaro, you can climb Everest, you can run with penguins uh, in Antarctica. Um, that content actually interfaces with our software platform and controls the equipment that you're on. So not only do we have the content, we also have a, a broad array of products like treadmills, bikes, rowers, ellipticals, and the content actually controls it. So when I was running the Cliffs Moor, um, the, the trainer actually turned to me and said, okay, here we go. And it turns the speed up on the treadmill, changes the incline to match the cliffs some more. Super uh, engaging. Like I'm sure you can understand being more engaged, you actually work out longer. Um, so we have that platform. We own the brands Nordic Track, which you probably heard mm-hmm. of. Yep. Proform, uh, and then Free Motion. Free Motion is a brand that we sell principally in the gyms. So with those brands, and we'll, we'll kind of get into that um, a little bit for a second here, talk a little bit about um, how you connect kind of the members' journeys through the different fitness routines and the those kind of engaging experiences that you're creating and how that then links in and aligns with your brands. I think, um, I think first of all, you pointed out the members' journey, and, and it's such an individualized experience, which I think is really important. Like why people show up for fitness is very different depending on who you are. Could show up because you want to run a 10k you want to lose five pounds first marathon you want to, you just want to be able to lift your grandchildren right there's a lot of differences out there and i think meeting the member where they are uh, with the right content at the right moment is really important uh, and that's an area that we're placing a lot of emphasis right now how do you personalize the journey uh, and we're, we're able to do that through ai which we can maybe chat about it's really quite exciting mm-hmm. we're launching beta next week of that but personalize it just to you. We understand your goal, um, and we're gonna we're gonna help you get there. And then pull the right content in that gets you engaged with it. Strength content, rowing, yoga, whatever it might be. Everybody has a different uh, desire there on the right piece of equipment, uh, and then monitor your performance. Right. So make sure we get to some verifiable fitness outcome uh, through that journey. Um, that's where we, we we provide all the connectivity, content, software, and equipment. And maybe I should have uh, asked this right at the front too. When you were talking about the, you, you know, we talk about the member journey. Tell us a little bit about your members. Is it the experienced athlete, the you know, the experienced marathon runner, the triathlete? Is it the beginner that's just kind of getting into fitness? Maybe it's both, and you're kind of melding the experiences based on their yeah. level. And, and, and one of our values is in service of the athlete. You know, because we do believe everybody either is an athlete or an aspiring athlete, and wanting to make sure we meet them where they are. I think the answer to your question is sort of telling in that there is not a singular type of individual. Like everybody is a potential 
uh, customer of fitness. And we provide such an array of content that we see a pretty broad group. You know, we had the biggest users in a couple months ago to talk to mm -hmm. them. They're very different than, than some of the other subscribers we have, right? They're, they're using it every day, you know, 365 days a year, they're working out using the content. We have other people who are doing it two or three times a week. Um, so I, there's not a uniform in, uh, answer to your question, which is okay, right? That, that's the point. How do you personalize to an individual and have a broad enough set of workout content to serve them what they want? How about the uh, cost structure for that? In, you know, so that it's super engaged. Is it like a gym where, you know, you could be, you know, everyone's paying the same flat rate. You have the access to the gym. You get there as many times as you want. Or is it... You know, you're paying on a cost per basis each time you you do a workout routine or whatever yeah. the case. No, today we offer it's a subscription model. Okay. You know, and it's an all-you-can-eat model um, where you come in, you pay 39 bucks a month, and you can work out as often as yep. you want. You know, I internally, I always tell people um, that our goal is to just plus one. How do we get the guy that does two times a week to do three? They're like, we don't, we don't need to go from two to eight. Just that's better for their health like what we're doing is a noble cause right mm -hmm. and so it's it's pretty cool to work in something that's both good for the business but good for everybody um yeah and that's what we're focused on and you talk about the the breath you believe everybody is an athlete in some shape or form um but you're targeting or not targeting but you're you're talking to two different groups you know kind of the, again that that more of a high level fitness enthusiast versus somebody that maybe just getting started on their fitness journey mm -hmm. how do you think about marketing and communicating and speaking to that and personalization is such a obviously a huge topic and you want you want to kind of be relevant to every person but there are different stages in that journey so talk a little bit about that challenge and how you yeah. think about that you know the tools you provide those two different clientels is really important because the fitness enthusiast knows right they come in and they, they'll they'll work their way through our content all by themselves mm -hmm. you know figure out i want to do the boston marathon the good thing is we've shot the Boston Marathon. They can get on there and train for it. They're probably bringing ideas to you guys, right? Like, hey, exactly I, what they're doing, yeah. right? Now there's other customers who show up, and I was playing with my AI engine yesterday where I said, like, hey, I need to do an ab workout. Mm -hmm. It comes back, tells me, here's a 15-minute ab workout with John Peel. Why don't you jump on? You know, I finish it. Next day it says, would you like to do part two of that? Right. So it's guiding me through the process, um, which, you know, I, I think a large majority of people would prefer that. Yeah, yeah, they're kind of having control over the experience a little bit. Um, so as we record this, kind of the first full week of the new year, um, I, I would assume the case for your business, there's a typically in fitness is, you know, arena, there's a big spike. Q1 is it's hugely important. Um, tell me, one, if that's the case for your brand and kind of the preparation as you come out of holiday season right into the Q1 busy season for the fitness uh, arena. For us, um both the calendar fourth quarter and the first quarter are important. Um, and I think that's because we're also in the equipment business, right? It's yeah. Equipment in general, fourth quarter, there's, there's a more bit, of that gifting component to bit it. Bit of a bias there, right? Yeah. So both of those periods are important to us. Um, it's where most of our marketing activity occurs. And we launched a couple pretty material uh, top of funnel marketing campaigns in the last 30 days. Um, one of them is called Intelligent Fitness, which is really describing what you and I spoke about how the content controls your experience. A lot of, lot, lot of people don't know about that. And when you when you learn about it, it's a pretty magical moment. The other one is called Incredible Machines, um, which is all about Nordic Track and how that brand makes products that are incredible to make your machine, meaning your body, become incredible too. So both those campaigns are running right now. 
um, you may have seen him with not there on, on TV and, uh, and elsewhere, all about driving um, knowledge and uh, and um, demand during this period. Okay. And then that physical product, and we've talked a little bit about the content piece, and then there's also the technology into it. Tell us, you know, those, and maybe there's other pillars that I'm missing, but I'm thinking of those are kind of the three core pillars that you're rolling out. Um, tell us how you kind of blend those together seamlessly for the consumer. So, yeah. you know, you're offering them to your point of it's kind of the subscription model, all you can eat, you know, like if you want to work out every day of the month and, you know, have at it, um, talk about um, those kind of blending of, of product content and technology. Yeah, I think you got it through the three elements, right? The content, it's gotta be compelling, it's gotta be engaging, it's gotta be um, precisely what's right for me. Right? Those things have to occur. Um, there's the equipment and we have the broad array, right? mm -hmm. treads, um, rowers, ellipticals, uh, strength equipment. We have pretty much anything you need uh, for your fitness journey. And then the software, as you pointed out, or the technology mm -hmm. kind of sits in the middle of those two things. Um, and it is important. It's important for it to be ridiculously simple, right? Uh, what gets in the way of working out, it's usually like anything that makes it not easy to get, get it done. So it needs to be very simple for you to wake up, find the exact workouts you want and get rolling. Um, and that's where the software is magical. It may be complicated to make it, but in the end, it's incredibly important for the user. For the content, are you producing it in-house, working with third parties? Tell us a little bit about that because it would seem to be that's a, a quite an endeavor, creating all of this engaging, personalized, not personalized, but you know, replicating this these experiences. Tell us a little bit about that process. Yeah, so we create all the content ourselves okay. right now. Yeah. Um, and the reason was we had to invent this, this way of filming outdoor trainers in unique locations. Didn't really exist where they're running, for example, as I mentioned, in these unique places. We had to invent how to do that. How do you follow them? How do they talk? How does it control the machine? That was all done um, and is done today by our company. As I look to the future, um, I think your question is profound in the sense that there is a lot of content and it's proliferated and it's complicated to get what you want, right? And I, I liken this to maybe, let's think about audio versus video. Spotify, Apple Music, they did a good job of giving me easy access to every song. Then you get to the movie business or TV business. And I don't know about you, but I have like too many subscriptions. Yeah. <laughs> because I Same get, boat. Yeah. Yeah. I want to get access to all this content. I think fitness, we're erring on the side today of too much, right? And people don't want 25 apps um, with segmented data. They, they want a simpler way of getting access. So as I look to the future of content, you know, we'll continue to make our own content um, for sure. That won't go away. But at the same time, you know, finding good partners who have also made great content, I think that's something that we'll definitely be able to do. So um, for the product, and we talked about Nordic Track, and, um, B2C customer, B2B customer, you, sell, you know, as we're in like resorts like this and, you know, hotels, um, tell us a little bit about kind of the customer there for um, your physical uh, product. Yeah, and I would segment that answer by our brands. So okay. Because we're a multi-brand portfolio. Yeah, and I probably didn't do a good a job of yeah. going through all the brands. And I mentioned Nordic no, Trek, no. but but talk to some of the others as well, Kevin. So Nordic Trek and Proform okay. are both consumer brands. And they're principally sold through uh, retailers, mm -hmm. such as Dick's Sporting Goods, for example, or Best Buy, or Amazon, Academy, and others, uh, and on a global basis as well as online for our own. Yes, yeah, D2C. Yep. Yeah, so, you know, I think that's really important. I think being diversified there is important because of the consumer shopping experience is, is very liquid. You know, I mean, you kind of move in and out of stores, online and offline. 
and being where they want to be is very important. We also then sell into gyms, hotels, mm-hmm. like where we are, obviously, uh, multifamily communities. That's usually under our free motion brand. And free motion, you've probably seen it. Uh, the treadmills in Orange Theory, for example, yeah. hundreds of uh, and thousands of other gyms buy some form of our uh, free motion product. The Cable Cross is a product that's mm-hmm. probably in every gym that you've ever been in. Um, it's kind of quite famous product. Uh, so yeah, I think it's a, your question. Maybe I'll just tag on to that question. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah. yeah, I think what's changing is people um, fluidly moving between gym and home uh, on the road. And I think pre-COVID, like we kind of did one thing. Then during COVID, everyone just worked out at home, right, for obvious reasons. And today, I think it's you're you're, you're all over the place. You know, you're working mm-hmm. out in your hotel room, you're going to the gym going to a different kind of workout and then you're going home and working at home. And that diversity, I think is really important. Um, and we talk about it all the time. Like we just want you to work out. Yeah. You know, would we prefer you're working out on something that we're responsible for? Of course, but more than anything, we just prefer if you work out, it keeps you in the ecosystem. That's what I was going to say. Getting healthier. Your, your, your addressable market then becomes, you know, it keeps growing. Exactly. So it's, it's the right answer for society mm-hmm. and which happens yeah. to be the right answer for IFIT also. Um, so we're well aligned there. Yeah, both can be true, right? You can benefit the society, exactly. can benefit from healthier people and, you know, but also healthier business as well. Um, tell us a little bit about what you're expecting from, you know, consumers in the first, you know, I'll, I'll say first half of the year. Obviously, we talked a little bit about Q1 yeah. and how that's critical to the business. What you're seeing, hearing from customers, what, you know, in the fitness space and, you know, then obviously what that means for iFit. I think the fitness industry in particular has gone through a wild ride, right? We, we of course, had pre-COVID, which was nice, steady growth for everybody. Then we had COVID, which wasn't good for anybody who had an actual physical location. Yeah. Um, and it was very good for people who made out-of-home-only products, right? And then came out of that, it's very good for the people who are opening back up again, but some of the at-home demand was suppressed post um you know, post-COVID ending, which it, which obviously impacted our business and impacted others. Um, I think we're working through that now, and we're in we're in transition. I think this year will be better than last year for sure, right? because that that distance away from that moment of time mm-hmm. surge of demand is becoming larger, and we're getting back to a pre-COVID world um, with nice steady demand increases. Are there new competitors entering the market? And I'm thinking about like even brands themselves, like. You know, you think about Nike and, you know, those that are coming out with all of these fitness apps and, you know, that's potentially competition for somebody like iFit. Tell us a little bit about how you think about competition entering the market and what you can do to differentiate iFit. I think, well, first of all, remember, most people don't work out. So, like, generally speaking, we have a problem with the world where most people don't work out. So the addressable market is way bigger than who we're currently servicing. I worry a lot less about who's entering and a lot more about that problem. Yeah. Um, because if we can change that, then everyone's- There'll be enough for everyone to-, to... Everyone. So people entering and driving overall interest in demand and health, I think is a, a positive. Like the Nikes of the mm-hmm. world opening, they're opening some training yep. facilities actually one close to my house. Um, I think those are good. Those are good indicators. Like that's good for the market um, to raise overall demand. And then as we, you know, again, back to kind of a fresh start here at the, the beginning of the year, is there an emerging opportunity, something that you're targeting at iFit that you believe you're really well positioned to capitalize on in 2024? 
No, I, I alluded to it at the, at the beginning, um, but the launch of our AI coach, which we'll go into beta yeah, next week. I'd love to talk about that. Yeah, yeah. we're going to launch it next week. Um, I, I'm using it right now while we've, while we've been here. It's it's awesome. It's one of the coolest things I've like personally been part of. Um, and the speed with which it iterates is unbelievable. You know, I made a lot of software products. When you make software products, you spec them out, you work on them, and at the end, they're basically what you thought they were going to be. This product is moving so quickly in terms of getting better and its ability to understand you, your own personal goals and limitations, and then programming the workouts just for you, and then motivating you to do it. And then the big question always is like, okay, what's next? Mm -hmm. It's anticipating that for you and helping provide that. That's probably the thing I I see where we can bring personalization, like we mentioned. Mm -hmm. We can create habits for people, help them create habits, and then we can measure the outcomes. And if we can do those three things, um, I think we'll make a big difference. And the user of that, they they provide some entry-level data and to, to kind of get the AI working and right. thinking and then tracking your uh, routine yeah. and then serving up new workouts, new, you know, okay. You just envisioned it. That was a very good description. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you definitely should check out the beta next week and, and use it for yourself. And that's going to be rolling out in this year? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And the beta will be the first quarter. All right. Perfect. Um, great. Well, I want to take the opportunity to thank Kevin Duffy, the CEO of iFit, for uh, joining us on this episode of Total Retail Talks. Thank you, Kevin. Awesome. Thank you for your time. Thanks for listening. For more information on this podcast, please check out our podcast channel page at mytotalretail.com slash podcasts for show notes. Total Retail Talks is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and Spotify. Make sure to subscribe on our podcast channel page as well. If you've enjoyed this episode, please take a few moments to rate and review this podcast. Thanks, and until next time, this has been Total Retail Talks.